as boys lines. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. All right. Well, hello and welcome to a, another edition of the As Bold as Lions podcast. And yes, welcome. Welcome. With me again is my wife, Corey, my lovely wife, Corey. And we've just been uh, enjoying a nice sort of warmish week here, mm-hmm. warming up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully seeing some signs of the end of winter, maybe beginning of spring. Yes, that would be nice. Yep, <laughs> here where we live in Tennessee. So wherever it is where you are, hopefully your your weather is good, your day and your week are good. And um, we are just so glad that we could join you for a few minutes to hopefully just encourage you in your walk with the Lord and and share some things that would just point you to Him and, yes. and strengthen your faith. That's yes what the As Bold as Lions ministry podcast uh, blog umbrella is all about, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So we've been um, talking about um, characters from the Bible that I think you can draw some truths from. You can just look at their lives and how they lived in the context of the culture around them, the situations that they're put in, what God kind of put in front of them and and just what we can learn from how they responded, how they were obedient to, to step out in faith. And just a, a series called Profiles in Courage. We looked at our, our first one last week and uh, have actually done a whole slew of them last year as well in a series of the same title. So you can go back and find all those if you're curious and want to know more and to, while you wait for new episodes to come out, I guess. <laughs> but today we are talking about Noah. And I think Noah, when I considered doing this series, kind of started writing and blogging about it a couple of years ago. This was in 2020. Um, he was one of the first characters that came to mind just as you flip open the Bible, you go to the first book, you're in Genesis. Mm-hmm. Maybe outside of Adam and Eve, the very first characters, Noah is, is probably the next one that comes up that we really have a little bit more information about um, very central figure in terms of humanity and the lines being generated once again through Noah and his lineage. So just one of those characters that I think as we talk about this series, he's, he stood up for his faith um, despite being surrounded by um, an unbelieving and and often wicked generation. Um, Why did the flood have to come? Why did Noah have to build the ark? Well, the wickedness of humanity had risen to this, this kind of boiling over um, out of control sort of level. And, Mm -hmm. and God just kind of said, that's it. I'm done. I'm, (laughs) I'm going to start over. And um, so Noah was, was his man that he, he chose. And um, I guess if we can make that leap into 21st century, you know, we maybe don't see a lot of differences between, his day and our day in terms right. of just the way 
the culture is right now and yes. and some of the things that we see around us. You know, there's this rebellious uh, nature and attitude against God. Mm-hmm. Um, our society is dominated by this everyone doing what is right in their own eyes type of attitude. And we right. talked about Gideon last week in the book of Judges, and mm-hmm. that's the same situation and scenario that he lived under that people just do what, what they feel is best for them. You know, Mm -hmm. what, what is right for me is right for me. And you know, you do what, what does works for you. You do you, you do you. That's the phrase. phrase Mm -hmm. Just you do you. Um, And, and people are really, you know, as a whole, this kind of quick to criticize often, slow to forgive if if they ever forgive somebody mm-hmm. and very easily offended by words and actions especially of those who proclaim the truth of of Jesus Christ and right. certainly as Christians we don't always get it right we don't always portray Christ in the in the way that we we hope to but we're always doing that in the you know a manner of love and of of also just wanting to because we love people, we want to share what the truth is and that mm-hmm. there is sin and, and that sin separates us from God. And, and because of Jesus, we're, we're given a chance to, to have that relationship restored. So, right. but that doesn't always hit home with some people. So, because right. sin is, you know, an issue. Sometimes. Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just kind of talking about that. We see these examples from these biblical ancestors. We see the character they exhibit, like Noah, like Gideon last week, stepping mm-hmm. out in faith. Others that we've talked about, Esther and um, David and, and so forth. And just saying, I want a heart like that. I want to serve you like that, Lord. I want to be willing to sacrifice everything, even if that means you know my my own reputation, my own comfort, whatever, talking about being as bold as lions, that means we have to step out, that we can't just kind of stay on the sidelines and be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And as we talk about Noah today, like he definitely felt that pressure going out and being, doing something just audacious for God, just something big that that, uh, probably had never been seen before in, in humanity up until that point. And, uh, so as as I began diving into this series a couple of years ago, um, you know, talked about Genesis being the first book of the Bible. We know Adam and Eve commit this sin in the garden. Mm-hmm. That sin causes them to be separated from from God. They're they're removed from the garden. Um, the curse basically that comes as a result of that. And so man really doesn't know any of that. Um, type of relationship with the Lord because of our sin. Right. Like Adam and Eve are kind of the only ones privy to, to that experience and what mm-hmm. it was like before and, and what it was like after. But the rest of us live in the, the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. And Noah's generation in verse six, uh, chapter six, verse 12 of Genesis, it says, God saw the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted their way on earth. So we have mankind just basically just, you know, if you think of Adam and Eve taking that bite of fruit, being uh, cast out of the garden, just sin, that sin nature just kind of veering off and going in that direction. And, and pretty much all of mankind just kind of right. departing from any sort of relationship with the Lord. Right. And so it just gets to this point where it's like God 
he almost has to do a reset with humanity, mm-hmm. a reboot of, of let's start over with Noah. Mm-hmm. And I think in Noah, there was already this obedience and righteousness that, that caused him to stand out. So we're going to dive in um, to some three points that as we look over this, we're really in Genesis 6 and 7. And uh, there's a lot, you know, kind of before and after with Noah, but yeah. that's where we want to center on with the kind of the flood narrative. And mm-hmm. and uh, so this first point today is that Noah's righteousness made him stand out before God. His righteousness made him stand out before God. If you want to read that verse there, Corey, Genesis 6. Genesis 6, 5. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of his of his heart was only evil continually. Yeah, so again, just um, considering this, and it's hard not to just take the leap and, and just see what this is like in our time because we, we see this a lot in our own context, but to go back into Noah's day and just realize that the sinfulness, the, the sexual perversion, the you know fighting, the violence, the wickedness, you know, all of that stuff was just had risen up to this point where right. – um, every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Right. And that just, it's amazing how quickly it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, with apart from the Lord, how quick people, I mean, people always have this idea of themselves that they're pretty, per, pretty great person. Right. I'm a pretty good person, you know? Yeah. But you're not. I mean, we're only in chapter six of the Bible and yeah. <laughs> we're already needing to wipe out humanity. Right. Like how quickly we fall when we try to do things on our own power. Yes. And probably some of that pride just setting in because you do think, well, we're pretty, we can, we can handle this. We can get along fairly well. And is it, um, is the Tower of Babel before or after this? I think it's after, isn't it? Because then, No. Before? I'm going to say it's before. Yeah. Because that's another point at which it's like man um, builds this altar basically themselves. Maybe maybe it is. And then I think it's after because then dispersion kind of forces people out as uh, as humanity kind of grows again. Yeah. But just thinking of that, like, again, this, we can do this, we can build this, we can be gods unto ourselves. And all those people would have directly descended from Noah, yeah, Noah and would have known about the flood and yeah. how God had to wipe everybody out yeah. because there, the wickedness and yep. how quickly it, it right. the pride comes back. And I mean, we talk about it quite a bit now, but it's just like in the past few years, how quickly things have changed too, from even what five, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. let alone over my lifetime and what I've seen, you know, from, from where it was and, until where it is now. And if we were to talk to like our parents or our grandparents, you know, Mm -hmm. just this whole scope of this. And it feels like it's almost on an acceleration now where it's like this exponential curve of, Mm -hmm. of wickedness, Wickedness. evilness. That's just kind of like, all right, we're getting to this Noah like stage, you know, early Genesis type of situation in the world. And, you know, we have to realize that, that God doesn't just kind of keep that on the down low forever. Like he's going to, eventually deal with it has to, um, it's his nature. So, so yeah, just covering all this, you know, um, Genesis six, eight and the contrast is Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So he's a contrast to, to the, the culture around him. 
God sees Noah as the solution to making him the new starting point for humanity. And while Noah is building and preparing the ark, um, the rest of the population is just kind of going about its business, staying in air, persisting in its sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really know. There's, there's speculation like, well, what, what was it like for Noah in this situation? Was he just constantly persecuted and heckled and, and jeered right. at for, for doing this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because we, in looking into how long this took, experts are saying maybe 50 to up to 75 years to build the ark. Right. And it may seem like a long time for us, but if Noah was like 500 years old when he started this endeavor, right. then... Well, that's when, yeah, that's how old he was when they introduced Noah in the Bible. It says, first thing you know about Noah, he's 500, 500 years, years old. old. So length of time, lifespan is all much longer. And so the span of building an ark in there for 50 to 75 years, yeah, that's a long time, but right. it's within all of that lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um but does does that culture around him take note and kind of be like, what are you doing? What is this about? You know, oh, God told me to build this ark. You know, it's to save to to save humanity to from you know the flood, for which, the flood, which and people don't know what that is because right, it's probably but, never flooded before. Yeah. So just what? Probably, I mean, I mean, at least it's not in scripture that there was some sort of any kind of that would have been a new thing, or right. Yeah. Even rain has isn't mentioned before before this, this time. time. Yeah. So so we don't know, but we can speculate a little bit. Um, I think it's it's safe and okay to do that sometimes with the Bible, and I think we we probably would see that there were some who were against him and just mocking him for for what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think when we see society outright rejecting the gospel. Scorning those who follow God, we realize the days of Noah are in full view once again. That many just do not understand or care to know about Jesus, uh, know his ways. Um, they may see it as foolishness or have seen faith as a crutch, um, or as Karl Marx would say, um, religion being the opiate of the masses. Mm-hmm. Karl Marx is a figure that we definitely seem to see a lot more, his influence on. Socialism, communism, mm-hmm. worldwide governments and movements, and and that was just from his own words that that right. religion is really just kind of this salve that you use to raise or boost your spirits or whatever. Mm-hmm. So again, this getting into whether it's a man centered, we can do this, we can build this, we can be whatever we want, be our own gods type of culture, or mm-hmm. it's a God centered, we're <laughs> totally. Um, broken on our own and and can't do anything apart from God. So um, these attitudes are on display. And um, when we are committed to not bending the knee to false gods of society, we immediately set ourselves up for rejection. Mm -hmm. Um, When we start building arcs on dry ground, we must be willing to hear and see the backlash just as Noah most assuredly had felt himself. But Noah was a righteous man, and that made him stand out before God. That's our first point today. Second point is that he was obedient despite not knowing everything. If you read those next couple verses there, Corey. Noah did this. He did all that God commanded him. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Genesis 6.22 and Genesis 7.5. Yeah. So let's put both of those in there because this passage, a couple passages remind us 
say it a couple times in different spots that Noah did, did everything that God commanded him. Like this obedience to the level of like, this is what I want you to do. And, and Noah does it. How many times have we seen in the Bible where it's like, do this. And the person kind of halfway does it or doesn't do it at all. You know, right. Noah was to the letter, like mm-hmm. he, he did it. Right. And so I guess when I read these two chapters, I come away with just these these two attributes of Noah, that he's obedient and he's righteous. We talked about the righteousness already. We talked about his obedience here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get ready, build an ark. I'm going to flood the earth and all flesh is going to die. And then maybe that's like the only word he gets from the Lord. And then 50 to 75 years of just building an ark, like, you know, okay, you time think, to get in. Yeah. And then it's time to go. Um, we don't see that he's questioning the Lord. We don't see that he's like coming back to the Lord and say, are you sure about this? It seems really kind of a big, you know, but I also think that Noah maybe had this understanding of just how, how dire the situation was and whether or not the flood happens today, next week, you know, I had to wait till the the ark was completed, obviously, Mm -hmm. but kind of into our own context again, like we understand the situation is pretty dire down here. And we're like, God, you, you can come back anytime you want. Right. You know, we're ready because it's getting pretty bad down here. <laughs> or, you know, if you're, if, if not, we'll, we'll just keep going. We'll keep building the ark. We'll keep right at what we're supposed to be doing, you know, right. getting ready. So I think Noah just took it on in obedience and, and on faith to, to step forward and, um, you know, I, I, I can definitely say that I, I do second guess God, I'm my own, just, uh, I guess my own nature. Cause I, I want to know like before you, you sure. Yeah. <laughs> God says to do something. It's kind of like Gideon last week, like right. put out the fleece, like let's kind of make sure. And I don't want it to be a lack of faith or obedience and trust, but right. I also want to know that this is really what I'm supposed to do. Right. And with Noah, we just see that he, he did it. And I think that that obedience just speaks to us today. Like he just did it because he knew that was what God was calling him to do. Yeah. Just to have that confidence. Yeah. That confidence mm-hmm. and, and must've had that relationship with the Lord where there's that closeness where mm-hmm. he, he walked with him. Right. Well, to be considered blameless among the people of mm-hmm. his time, and it, you know, and he walked with God. Yeah, right. There aren't too many people in the Bible that you can say that was attributed to them. Right. You know, Old or New Testament, like considered blameless, walked with God. Right. And we know, like, if we kept reading about Noah, there's some some stuff right. that comes up, but you know, overall, just a righteous man. Mm-hmm. And why he's chosen is be because of of that character. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving a little further, just want to make sure I, I cover my my ground here. But um, that obedience, you know that that can be one of the hardest parts for some of us to right. to follow God to that. Well, sometimes obedience can be lonely. Yes, especially if everybody thinks you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Right, obedience can be lonely, and I think. We, we suffer from that a little bit more now because I think there's a splitting in some of the ways Christians are, are reacting to the, to the world. Yeah. And, and some of us just want to, we want to keep playing it safe and saying it's, it's going to be okay. And, 
you know, I don't want to rock, rock the boat too much. Mm-hmm. But if you step out and you kind of get attacked or you get, you know, take some some blows and it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, that looks I don't want my reputation to suffer. I don't want right. to go down that path. And like you said, it can be lonely. Yeah, I think there's a lot of lonely Christians just picking up the battle every day, putting it on the, right. the armor. And well, those, well, they're lonely maybe with relationships with people. But yeah. if you're like Noah, then you're walking with God. Right. And so, there's no loneliness in that. Exactly. Yeah. Loneliness from, and they might not even feel like lonely because they're like, I know what I'm doing. Right. You know, other people might be like, man, he's just out there doing mm-hmm. his own thing or whatever. Right. You know? But, I have a lot of respect for that. Mm-hmm. So we uh, move into our third point here, um, just about Noah, that his righteousness leads God to spare his life. If you want to read that uh, verse for us. Genesis, Genesis 7, 1. Mm-hmm. Then the Lord said to Noah, go into the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. Okay. So now we're at the point where the flood, the rain's going to come. Um, 40 days and 40 nights mm-hmm. of, of rain, right? Right, 40 and days, 40 nights of rain. Everything floods. Um, but it's, it's interesting in this verse is that I've seen you are righteous before me in this generation. Mm-hmm. So God again saying, I see that and you've built this ark. Go into it now and I'm going to shut the door and, and your, you and your family will be spared. Right. And from what we know, it's just Noah his wife and his three sons and their wives. Right. And then all the animals. And all the animals to take care of. So, um, so just that, that statement that that's, everybody else dies. You know, I don't, I don't know how many thousands, millions of people on the earth at this time. Right. Um, there's probably, if we looked into this more answers in Genesis, Ken Ham, those types of guys that, that study the ark, study Genesis, all these things, they may, may have a number of, of that, but just, you know, the entire portion of humanity alive at that time wiped out. Right. And, um, just what, what Noah and his family went through. I mean, they know these people are wicked, but it's still awful hard when they're, mm-hmm. I mean, they had to have been pounding on it at some point. Right. At some in. point, like, Save us. Yeah. Yes. Just incredible. Um, but, you know, like we mentioned a little bit here, Noah, you know, was still human. He still made mistakes. He and, and, and us, as we're talking about our own righteousness, we're not righteous on our own. Right. We, we mess up. We sin. But it is the blood of Jesus Christ that covers us. And, and then when God looks upon us and, and we've professed Christ as our Lord and Savior. He, he doesn't see our sin. He sees Jesus' blood that, that covers over us. And mm-hmm. for that reason, we are saved. So Noah had this, this righteousness prior to Christ, and that, appoints, that pointed to um, the eventual sacrifice, mm-hmm. Jesus going to the cross. And the flood was God's means to show that he is both loving and just. He loves Noah and spares his life. Some people would say, wow, how can a loving God just do that? But... He did. He did love, and it, like he rewarded Noah's obedience. Mm-hmm. That Noah loved him and was obedient. God rewarded him and spared his life. And I, I would assume other people that wanted to be saved, other people that wanted to get on the ark, 
the door was open, you know, the right. time was there. And even as the, the rain starts coming and this is not, you know, it's kind of trickling down and then the waters start coming up, like you still have that opportunity, but you, you say no. And, right. and so, um, the end result is that Noah's family line is the vessel God uses to repopulate the whole earth. One point that I, I don't want to, um, forget to mention is is that just going back to God's wrath, that God's wrath could not be put off forever. Mm-hmm. That the sin of humanity, the the just the rising up of the level of the wickedness and the evil, that that wasn't something God would just brush off and never deal with. Right. And I think we have to realize that today too, that God will will deal with it in His way and in, in His timing. Right. So the animals in the ark used to reestablish creation. God has this whole plan in mind. And then Noah's given the, the one overarching command following the flood, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And that's from Genesis 9, verse 1. Mm-hmm. So in other words, through you, I'm going to reestablish humanity. Through you, nations and countries will rise and come into to being. And through you, Noah, and your family, all of mankind will once again um, come to exist. So one man in his obedience is given an even larger charge than, than building the, the ark is that mm-hmm. you must now fill the earth. Right. So, um, and again, obedience to, to doing that. Mm-hmm. So this is, we kind of wrap this up and my attempt every time we, we talked about somebody from the Bible and their context is to, to say how we can bring it down to our level. And I know like talking about Noah and a flood and an ark and, people that live for hundreds of years and all these things. And um, it just seems kind of like far-fetched almost right. like, and that's why people go to the old Testament and say, well, this is all that just a bunch of myth and fables. Right. And, right. you know, and if you want to put it there that you have to allow God to, to, to say, to reveal it and say, this is, mm-hmm. this is what happened. This is how it happened. But um, I know that's, that's tempting for people to, to just say that, but right. you know, at the end of the day, Noah's just a, a guy living a normal life, serving and loving God. Mm-hmm. And he stands out because there weren't others that were like that in his time. Right. And like we talked about with loneliness and taking those steps out, serving the Lord, that life can be that way. That we can feel like we're kind of just out there alone and, mm-hmm. and doing what we God's calling us to do. But, um, you know, it, it can it can come with some... Just some, I guess, drawbacks of what maybe society would say, you know, maybe you're the only Christian at your job or you're the only family in your neighborhood that goes to church. And Mm -hmm. maybe you go to school in the cafeteria and you're the only person that prays before a meal, you know, just those little acts. But it stands out because the rest of the people around you are, are not doing that. You know, I think we can feel that way just about church because we gone through a couple of years where it's just been like pull back from church don't go if you don't feel safe whatever mm-hmm. i'm not here to judge any of that but we do need that that connectedness and fellowship and beyond that we need to just be in the word and getting instructed and right. and if we just pull away from that entirely we're going to lose a whole generation right. of churchgoers and right. people that know god's word and want to grow and and so <clears throat> so we're in, we're all that to say, we're we're in times that reflect the days of Noah. Yes, definitely. But Noahs are needed today. I would say, um, 
by standing out, you're taking a position that tells the rest of the world there is a God and that he is grieved over our sinfulness. There is a God, and although he's righteousness, he offers you a means of redemption because he loves you. Um, one day we face the reality of eternity based on the choice we have made to either choose his means of grace or reject it. Mm-hmm. And the grace God showed Noah is again displayed at the cross in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I just want to encourage you, if you're listening today, if you've heard anything that Corey and I have said and it's just um, somehow struck a chord with you, it's it's made you think about your own life and the world right now and just... Things don't seem right, and and you you don't know if if things were to end tomorrow, where where you'd be, where your eternal destination would be, and that you can have that assurance going into tomorrow to know that that Jesus loves you, He died for you. Mm-hmm. You can accept Him into your life, acknowledge Him as Lord and Savior, and and you can live for Him, and and know and have that peace that that you will spend eternity with him. And I'd love to talk to you about that. Right. Reach out. Reach out. Yep. Again, I would plug the email quite a bit, but info at DerekCharlesJohnson.com and and drop me a line because we'd love to to keep that discussion going and and have that conversation with you. And and just to know if you're on the other side and you're like, I'm a Noah and it's, it's, Life's hard. It's hard being a Christian in these days. I get discouraged a lot. I doubt. Mm-hmm. Things shake me. Just to know you're not alone in that. I think right. Corey and I have those days as well where <laughs> we just, we wish life was like this and it's not. It's, right. you know, if uh, if we're talking about one hand, I wish it was, things were all just sunshines and roses <laughs> in, in the right hand, but it's what I've got over here in the left hand. And some days are good, some days are bad, but I believe our faith just kind of keeps us on an even keel through all of it, through the ups and downs and to not get, to not lose our, our heads because Mm -hmm. Jesus even told us we would, we would have these things. Take heart. Um, Jesus said in this world, you will have have trouble, trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Yes. So I want to just leave you with that reassurance and that encouragement, hopefully, and and everything we said today, that if you've gotten to the end of this, that uh, just gives you uh, a lift and and just hope as you go into whatever it is you're facing right now. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. all right. Well, with that, we will end Noah here, our second Profiles and Courage, and I'll have Corey read us our closing verse. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Amen. All right, we'll see you guys again soon. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.